Hello, hello, and welcome to another podcast episode of Overpowering Emotions, where I talk all things big emotions, emotion regulation, anxiety, resilience. I've been talking about back to school series. I'm focusing now on the building blocks for academic success. Now, I want to focus on this just because a lot of times the anxiety that I see could be secondary to something else. And so I want to make sure that our kiddos have underlying skills. We can't keep targeting anxiety if we're missing foundational skills in the first place, especially if we're looking at anxiety at school, for example. So whether we're parents or professionals or mental health professionals, we all want the best for our kiddos and school is definitely a major priority. And when kiddos aren't feeling successful in the classroom, that's where we end up seeing a lot of anxiety. That's where we see a lot of difficulties controlling emotions. They're bottling them up all day and then they explode at home at night and they start seeping out. And oftentimes I see underlying skills that are lacking and now the anxiety actually turns into an anxiety disorder. So we want to make sure that we're focusing on those. And so that's why I I wanted to shift our attention a little bit just to some of these foundational skills. Now, in today's world, academic success requires way more than just good grades. It's not just about test scores, which isn't what it should be about anyways, just on a side note. What we really want to make sure we're focusing on is developing those essential skills that are going to help them, yes, excel at school now, but prepare them for the future, prepare them for future challenges, prepare them for future opportunities throughout the rest of their life. So that's the focus here. Okay. Now with the foundation of academic success, it's really about equipping our kiddos with those key skills well beyond textbook knowledge. So I would say, stop getting a tutor. That's not necessarily what they need. If they don't have these skills, these skills are going to help them navigate. Yes. School, the academic landscape, build their confidence in themselves as learners, but it's also going to foster a lifelong love for learning. That's so important. A lifelong love for personal growth. So throughout these little series, I'm going to explore the importance of cultivating these skills and providing practical tips to help you empower your kiddos' mental health, reaching for their full potential. I just want to keep talking a little bit about why these skills are important, because sometimes if we don't really see the rationale, we're not going to be as invested to work on them. I'm all about holistic development. I've talked about that before. Academic success is not based on just academic achievements, right? We want to make sure we're nurturing the whole child, including things like their problem-solving skills, their cognitive skills, their social-emotional development and well-being. And when we focus on those ki- those key skills, we're creating this well-rounded, confident learner who's going to thrive at school and in all areas of their life. And that's kind of what we want to focus on here, right? Isn't it? And so that's that holistic development and and approaching things in a holistic way. Like I said, we want to focus on lifelong learning. I'm always telling parents, your job, number one job is to promote that love for learning. Learning should never be confined to the classroom on LA and social and science to specific subjects, right? The skills that I'm going to be exploring in this series, they're transferable across disciplines, across situations, across contexts. We're allowing our kiddos and, and our teens, young adults to become lifelong learners. They they want to seek out knowledge. They want to embrace new challenges with enthusiasm, with confidence. The world is changing so quickly, even from one day to the next, right? So adaptability and resilience, those are critical skills. 
And that's, you know, why I'm focusing on this podcast specifically for building adaptability and resilience. And so we're cultivating these attributes, right? And, and when we're cultivating them and they're getting stronger, kiddos will be able to handle setbacks, overcome obstacles, thrive in any academic, because I'm talking about schools, but any personal or professional endeavor as well. Mastering these key skills, it also empowers kiddos to take ownership of their learning journey. As they become more confident in their um, their abilities, they're going to develop a sense of independence and a willingness to explore and pursue their interests and passions proactively. And of course, you know, I am going to throw in academic performance because these skills certainly act as a huge catalyst to elevate academic um, achievements in school, which I know is important for a lot of parents, right? So effective study habits, time management, critical thinking, problem-solving abilities, those can all impact kiddos' grades and their overall performance in school. So throughout this series, I'm really going to develop um, dive into these specific skills, and I'm going to offer actionable strategies, practical activities that you can implement, whether it's your kiddos in a classroom, your own kiddos at home, or kiddos that you work with professionally. We do need to remember that every child is unique. They have their own sort of journey, and it's a personal one. So anything that I share is going to be a broad overview. Uh, So really, it's up to you. I always say you're only limited by your own, you're only yeah, you're only limited by your own creativity. So it's up to you to explore and tailor these strategies and approaches to suit the individual child in front of you, right? Based on their learning style and needs. For today, though, I really want to focus on setting and tracking meaningful and achievable goals. That's so important for school, but just for our personal growth. And so when we're working together with a kiddo, our student it could be a university student, a teenager, it doesn't matter how old, we're going to establish clear and achievable goals. When we do that, we provide them with a sense of purpose, direction, a roadmap for success. Goal setting really encourages kiddos to take ownership of their learning, like I said, and they're developing self-discipline, right? They're working towards their dreams. They're striving for continuous improvement, which is so important. And bonus goals, right? We're giving, we're giving children a clear target to work towards. We're instilling that sense of motivation and focus and commitment. They, they have a sense of purpose and drive to excel academically or elsewhere in their life. Setting goals requires self-reflection. It requires a realistic assessment of my strengths and areas for improvement. So we're inadvertently building all of these other skills as well, just through goal setting. And a growth mindset where they're seeing that their effort, they're seeing their perseverance is leading to progress and achievement. So we see all of these sort of secondary benefits just from the one skill of goal setting. Goal setting helps kiddos also develop time management skills, prioritization skills. Those are all important as well. It teaches them how do I allocate my time effectively? How do I balance my responsibilities? How do I stay organized? All important skills that they're definitely going to need as an adult as well. I can't really tell you how many adults I work with who struggle with these skills. So we're setting specific measurable goals. And now kiddos can start tracking their progress. They can start celebrating their achievements, right? That builds self-confidence. It builds encouragement, You know, it encourages that sense of accomplishment so we can see all the benefits. Now, I'm going to turn now to a few strategies specifically for setting goals, which, again, we're going to do collaboratively with the kiddos. Doesn't matter if they're in kindergarten or grade 12. We want to work collaboratively with them. When we work through this process, it's important to follow a very structured approach. We're going to make sure that we're ensuring clarity. 
specificity, achievability. So I want to give you a bit of a framework to follow here. You're going to notice I'm giving frameworks to help with some of these skills. I talked about the POCA with problem solving. Check out that episode if you haven't already. This framework for goal setting, first, we're going to have conversations with the kiddo about their interests, about their aspirations. We need to understand what motivates them. That helps us guide them to align whatever those goals are with things that they are actually interested in. So these aren't parent goals or adult goals or teacher goals. These are goals for themselves. And we definitely want to start on goals that they are most motivated by, even if it's outside of school. So we want to encourage them to dream big, explore different subjects or topics, activities that spark their creativity. You also want to make sure that we're discussing their strengths and those areas for improvement based on previous performances. Now, I'm going to focus specifically on academic goals for this episode, but like I said, you might want to focus on other areas too, especially to get started with just building this skill. But for example, academically, I would want kiddos to identify specific subjects or maybe skills that they want to focus on for the upcoming year. And a skill, it could be their penmanship, for example. Now, once we start identifying them, we want to make sure we're establishing SMART goals. So if you're a Patreon member, you are going to have access to all the templates to help you establish these. SMART goals, they're they're specific, they're measurable, they're achievable, they're relevant, and they're time-bound. So we want to make sure we're helping kiddos define their goals using that framework. So for example, instead of a vague goal, like I want to be better at math, a SMART goal would be I'm going to do 90% of my math homework or hundred percent, right? But we want to have a little bit, something might've happened. So we want them to make them achievable. Um, Maybe it's, I will consistently hand in all of my math assignments, right? Rather than focusing on the outcome, I want to get better. I want to get an A that they don't necessarily have control over. We want to focus on those things that they can actually control, like the effort that they put into, right? Rather than grades is the outcome. That's not as much in their control. Yes, they can do things to help improve math and to improve their grade, but we can't guarantee it, right? We can't guarantee a specific benchmark that they're going to reach. Now, above and beyond being smart with our goals, we want to ensure that any goal is well-formed. When it's well-formed, it's more likely to be followed, right? So a few additional pieces to really ensure that the goals, you know, are, um, making sure they're aligned with what's important to the student. That's the relevance piece. They need to see the benefit to them. If I accomplish this goal, how is it going to benefit me? Why? What is my big why? This is why we have that initial conversation and really listen clearly about what is it that they're motivated by? What is it that they're interested in? We also want to make sure the goals are stated positively, right? So what is it that the student will do? It's not about the absence of something. So kids might set a goal, for example, about not being distracted, or I'm not going to procrastinate this semester. Well, okay, so what are you going to do? That's not a great goal. It's about the absence, the negatives of something. We want to flip it on its head. What will you be doing? What are you doing to maintain your focus? What are you doing to get started right away? So that's what we want to focus on is the positive behavior they will be doing. Now, goals can feel really overwhelming, especially for kiddos and teens, and especially if they're over time over the long term. For younger kids, we want like today, 
for today, right? And ideally, even our teenagers, we want them closer. But if we have those long-term goals, that's fine. Once that goal is established, we have to work with them to break them down into really small, manageable steps. What do I do in the next five minutes, the next hour, today, tomorrow, right? And each of those steps, they have to perceive them as doable and achievable, not our, our perception that we know that they can, they need to perceive them as doable and, and that it's actually practical in my day-to-day life, in what my day looks like today. So we're helping them break down those goals. That helps them stay focused and motivated because now I can see the progress along the way and I'm not overwhelmed with everything I need to do to get here. I just need to focus on this one thing here. So we're making sure we're creating as detailed a plan for each goal as we can. I'd outline every step they need to take, right? As well as any resources they require, any challenges. Talk about what are some barriers? What are some things that could make this go sideways? Having a well-structured plan is going to help them stay on track and stay motivated, right? And then they can start celebrating all of those incremental successes. And that's going to help them build that momentum towards the bigger goal. Now, yes, it's important to set ambitious goals, but we got to make sure they're realistic, uh, realistic and attainable, right? Right? We're balancing balancing that aspiration with realism. That's going to allow for a healthy challenge for sure, which we want our kiddos to face, but we're preventing overwhelm, right? We're we're preventing just too many expectations that aren't achievable that they're just going to beat themselves up over. So we want to make sure that they're prioritizing too, like just one or two goals to focus on at a time, at least initially, but too many goals at once, it's just going to lead to overwhelm and burnout and they're not going to go anywhere, right? So we want to narrow our focus on these goals so that they can dedicate their time and effort to this one goal. And I know exactly how I'm going to get there. And I try to get quick wins under their belt too. So they see the value in setting goals. So get that quick win that they're getting reinforced right away, especially when they're starting their plan, right? We want to have that. We want to teach their brain, see, it's worth my while making a goal and working towards it. So that's why tracking progress is crucial as well for maintaining that momentum and celebrating the achievements and keeping that motivation going. So we want to make sure they're monitoring their progress and celebrating all of those achievements. It doesn't matter how small it is. Even just check, I did it today. That first step, I just opened up Google to research something. That positive reinforcement is really going to encourage them to keep moving forward and building their confidence and their abilities. You could create a visual, you know, a chart or a graph that allows kiddos to track their progress visually. It could be an app. I like visual and hands-on sort of materials. Uh, It could be for younger kids, a simple sticker chart. It could be a more elaborate sort of progress tracker. Make sure you display it in a prominent place just as a constant reminder of their goals and achievements. Having regular check-ins, scheduling those regular check-ins is really important too so that they can purposely discuss any challenges And those check-ins really provide an opportunity to offer support or guidance, suggest goals if necessary, celebrate milestones, all of those important pieces. Like I said, celebrating their achievements, I can't emphasize that enough, specifically acknowledging their hard work, their effort towards the progress they're making. That's what we're going to be celebrating. That's so important. Now, not everything is going to go smoothly. So we want to make sure we're teaching kiddos that setbacks and obstacles, that's a natural part of the learning journey. We're not going to wait for them to show up. We are going to 
talk about that. We are actually building that into the action plan right from the start. What could go sideways? What are we going to do when when this plan fails or when something jumps in and and gets in the way of it? We want to have those discussions proactively so they can be like, ah, we were expecting something bad to happen. Maybe it wasn't this, but we were expecting something to happen. It helps them to adapt to the situation and persevere when they're faced with those challenges. This is all about resilience. I'm talking all about resilience and it gives them direct experience that's going to serve them throughout their life. That's what I want to focus on. And as they progress, even, you know, as they're achieving their goals, we want to make sure they're continuing the process. So get those quick wins, get something that they can achieve right away, but we're going to, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? What's the next thing? I think I've talked about in previous episodes, how athletes who, and not even athletes, people when they hit their highest high. So athletes, for example, Olympians who get the gold medal. It's not all yay me, everything's awesome, I've made it. Usually what happens is depression sets in. Disappointment sets in. The sense of emptiness and what next sets in. The reason being is so we do not stagnate. It's so we say, what's the next challenge? What's next? What's next? What's next? And that's what we want to make sure here. We're doing that too. We're continuously encouraging them to set new goals or adjusting existing ones too. That's so important so that they see the importance of continued growth, ongoing learning, right? It helps prevent complacency and stagnation. So we want to help them identify those areas where they can continue stretching themselves academically, socially, emotionally, wherever, wherever they need it. Setting goals is really important. And when we involve them, we're nurturing their sense of responsibility, their focus, their determination, their resilience, and all of those kinds of things today. So definitely, uh, I've got a blog as well that you can check out for this episode. If you're Patreon, you get resources as well, in addition to with some of those templates, just to help with some of the um, goal setting. I'm going to leave it there for today. Uh, but hopefully you can start thinking about how can we start building in some goal setting. And I would start with those things that are going to be important to those kiddos that we're working with. So have a lovely day. Go help those kiddos be bold and courageous. And I will see you next time. 